Hello, I'm Hasin Dolin, and we are here today interviewing Catalina Osach, manager of protected areas of the GONAF to talk about habitat conservation. So I had a few questions for you today. Hi, thank you for having me today. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Great. Before we start, I wanted to surely explain what protected areas are for those who don't know. A protected area is a clearly defined geographical space dedicated and managed through legal or other effective means. Exactly. And its purpose is to achieve the long-term conservation of nature with associated ecosystem services and cultural values. Yes, how could I forget? So now that we all have that clear, I wanted to know, why do we form protected areas? Well, in general, most of our species today are threatened because of human development and because of habitat loss. So when we look to preserve a habitat, we not only look to preserve one species in particular, but all species within that area. Yes, that's a really big issue. Did you know that in 1999, the scientist William Franklin found that cougars of Torres del Paine National Park were in jeopardy from poaching by local livestock producers? Yes, that is very unfortunate. But the good news is that over the past decade, puma numbers are believed to have increased in the park, perhaps in response to the park's protection. What a relief. So from what I understand, Protected areas are essential for biodiversity conservation and to maintain functioning ecosystems, right? Yes, and through the creation of parks, reserves, and monuments, we were able to preserve ecosystems in good conditions. This way, we ensure a flow of tourism and we can benefit from nature's outputs. That's very interesting. And speaking of tourism, I would like to point out that the number of foreign tourists to Chile has more than doubled over the past decade. What do you think this can be attributed to? I believe it is mainly due to the beautiful national parks here in Chile. I think it would be very interesting if we evaluated the success Torres del Paine has achieved, since it is Chile's most visited national park. Don't you think? Totally. So you are saying we should make an overall assessment of value by weighting up the strengths and limitations of Torres del Paine as a protected area, right? Yes, exactly. Fantastic. How about we start by analyzing the funding and resources it receives? The IUCN has a green list of protected and conserved areas to ensure these are effectively and fairly managed. Is Torre del Paine a part of this list? Unfortunately, it is not. But Chile's government is carrying out an action plan for sustainable tourism in protected areas. And we also receive help from Parks Canada, Corporación Parques para Chile, and other organizations to design projects to overall improve the quality of the park. That's great. And how exactly does this action plan improve the quality of the park? Well, they do this by increasing its capacity, upgrading infrastructure, and providing more and better information for visitors. I'm glad to hear they are properly managing this national treasure. But I believe the increasing tourism could eventually lead to a drastic decline in the quality of the park. How exactly are you managing this? Great question. We have implemented an online booking system to manage the influx of visitors. This way, we can implement daily capacity limits and prevent saturation. What do you think? I think it's a great solution. And something I also wanted to point out are the several scientific studies and investigations related to geology, glaciology, climatology, ecology, paleontology, ethology, and botany that have been carried out in the park. How do these studies help with the conservation of biodiversity? I'm glad you asked. These investigations allow us to properly conserve each species, 
since the studies give us the necessary information to properly care for the habitat and the organisms within. This way, we can apply the necessary measures. How interesting! What kind of information is provided? Well, I could talk about this all day, but to summarize it, data about the topography, the species feeding habits, measurements of pollutants on glaciers, and much more. Amazing! So with this information, you can build trails and camping sites in the adequate locations and educate the visitors, right? Yes, the whole park is able to function because of this information. We even share it online, so more people are aware on how they can take care of the park and the species when they visit. Wow, it's nice to hear all the dedication and effort that is put in. And from what I understand, the park is also able to function because of park rangers. They are needed to maintain trails and facilities in good conditions, while at the same time protect flora and fauna, correct? Exactly! The problem is that there is a lack of park rangers, while at the same time, the park has experienced an important rise in visitors. This means there are not enough people to ensure the visitors are following the rules, which often results in accidents or in the damage or destruction of nature. And because of the size of the park, it is very difficult to manage it. It's sad to hear that. But either way, it's undeniable that the scenery and the wildlife are spectacular. How about you tell me more about the species Torre Elbino protects? Quite a lot, actually. I mean, it can conserve whole ecosystems. Well, the park protects species such as the Nyandu, the tilefish, and the owl. Regarding mammals, some of the 25 species present in the park include the cougar, chinge, red fox, as well as six different kinds of reptiles, three kinds of amphibians, and six types of fish. Regarding flora, there are 274 species of plants that are classified in four different categories. Wow, I'm impressed. You mentioned Torre del Paine can conserve whole ecosystems. Could you talk more about this? Sure. There are various ecosystems which are defined by four ecological zones. The first ecological zone is the pre-Andean scrubland that can be perceived in the plains and plateau-like formation. The deciduous Magellan forest is also one of the zones, which is mainly conformed by trees and shrubs. What about the Patagonian steppe and the Andinian desert? Well, this zone is found in plains and plateau-like formation, and with semi-arid cold climate and rainfall. And the Andean desert has extreme climatic conditions, which results in vegetation that only grows up to 1.5 meters. That's amazing! Thank you so much for taking the time to answer my questions. You were really great at evaluating the success of Torre del Paine National Park as a protected area. Thank you. I had a great time talking to you about it. I hope this encouraged people to further investigate the importance of protecting our biodiversity. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in with us. Have a great day.